Hello everyone, uh, welcome to the Ice House podcast. It's awesome to have you with us today. Today I am interviewing Chris Watson. He is the business manager of TIS and um, he has been doing some coaching with Jamie um, over in Bay Plenty and in that area, which is awesome. Uh, but I just thought I'd give a bit of a background and then we'd get straight into the interview. Uh, but TIS was actually previously owned by Maxine Wood, who's an owner manager program alumni here at the Ice House. Um, and when COVID hit, it was in the middle of being sold to Chris, who we're talking to today, which is really cool. Um, they have recently recently expanded, um, opening a new branch in Taupo. And uh, I think it's definitely worth noting uh, that at the Taranaki Business Awards, which have just taken place in November, they won many awards uh, in the Health and Safety, Service Excellence, Large Business Awards, and then took out the overall Supreme Business Award for 2020. So that is um, massive. So congratulations, Chris, and thanks so much for being on the podcast today. We appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Awesome. Um, so first question is, what services do um, TIS provide? So we are a industrial instrumentation, uh, electrical and control system solutions, specialising in hazardous areas. Wow. So we're predominantly in the oil and gas industry here in Taranaki. Yeah. Service that area. Um, so we, we don't tend to deal with residential or commercial um, electrical. Mm -hmm. It's purely in that high specialised hazardous area. Um, we also do relief valve and control valve maintenance and some lab services doing calibrations for temperature, pressure, control, water, flow. And all of those are done to an INS standard. Wow, some big jobs there. Um, that's called quite specialised in some areas. That's great. Um, yes. So, as I mentioned, um, you took over the ownership um, in the middle of COVID. That is a massive leap of faith, um, to say the least. Just not knowing what's what you know what the future looked like. Um, how did you get to that point? What was the journey of you know taking that over? And yeah, explain the process. Explain how it came about and where it's at now. So. Tom and I took a 15% share uh, probably just about 18 months ago. So we initially had a small interest, if you like, within the company. Mm -hmm. Then the transition was going to take place over the next couple of years, but um, certain things happened and, and funding was made available, et cetera, et cetera. So we, we were able to take control the aim was for 1st of April and the official takeover was 1st of April. 1st of April. And then, yeah, so leading up to that point, 1st of April, as you know, is right in the middle of the, uh, right, well, the first, very first week of the first lockdown. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, there's really no better time to buy a business in the middle of a pandemic than total lockdown. So the first... Never waste first, a good pandemic, they say. Yeah, so. <laughs> you did that so, well, yeah. So the first five weeks of income was um, not very good. Yeah. But that's okay. Look, we knew what we had. So mm -hmm. as much as it was, we were being cautious, if you like, um, we thought about it. We knew that the company was solid. We knew our team was solid and we knew that coming out the other side of the lockdown, we were going to be busy and everything everything was just paused. It wasn't stopped. So yeah. for us, it wasn't really a, a huge risk. It was just a matter of managing that, that 
that period of time. That mm. At the time, of course, we didn't know how long it was going to be. But yeah, of course, yeah. Luckily, it was for us. It was only about seven weeks when we um, initially we were going to be. Well, we were part of the. Um, what do you call those? Uh, what's the word for it? Um, sorry, my name, mind escapes me, but we sure. were going to be essential services. That's the word. Uh, yeah, essential for. services. So yep. we were going to be essential services. And then the clients quite rightly decided to to just deal with core staff only because they wanted to reduce the risk because they're providing the whole of the country's energy. So, you know, wow. that, that couldn't stop. So, yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's cool. Um, and I'm I'm sure it's nice to be over the, you know, the other side. We're in a very incredible place here in New Zealand in terms of, you know, we know what's happened, but we sort of, you know, are in a really good place at, um, compared to the rest of the world. So I'm sure you're enjoying the space you're in now, um, being back to business. Oh, for sure. And I, I realise there's, um, there's a lot of companies out there that uh, are, go are doing it tough. Mm. And um, you know we we all have initially, but some of us have have got through it a lot easier than than others, and we yeah. we're very mindful of that, and um, and and glad of that, of course. But at the same time, the um, the staff have been excellent. We've we've not lost anybody. We've wow. we've um, we've managed to even recruit since then and um, take on some people that have lost their jobs. So it's been a win win. So yeah, yeah, it's been good. Awesome. That's really really cool. Um, okay, cool. So around the Ice House, obviously there's a bit of a connection there with that previous owner um, going through an owner-manager program. Um, but when did you first hear of the Ice House and, and how long have you been involved with Jamie? So I got, during the first lockdown, Maxine was offered, because she was part of, as you say, the um, owner-management program, she was offered the 10 sessions with the Ice House to yeah. help businesses get through that lockdown and, and work work a plan through that and because Maxine was exiting the business she got me involved sort of two or three sessions into that 10 session program right. and so I came in then and initially there was the three of us Jamie Maxine and myself and then Maxine sort of left everything over to me and there was that transition so that Jamie and I carried on working through it working together Right. So we got through that and then during those conversations we were already in, within our strategy program it was already the Talpo area was already talked about so Jamie mentioned that his uh, speciality was um, looking and then expanding into geographical areas so I thought okay I'm going to take advantage of this and we'll we'll carry on post lockdown working mm -hmm. with Jamie which we've done awesome and we've got to a point that um, we 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 um, finished that program, if you like, and then because we've just taken the keys to a building in Talpo, so you know that's now going ahead. Right. But then, um, you know, Jamie says, "What do you want to do next?" And I, as I said to him, I, I, I just want to carry on even for a monthly catch-up in the next year, really, because it's just good to have that someone to yeah, bounce, it's like a on. sounding board to bounce off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, great, awesome. Yeah, he's he's awesome. He works with some great companies and really diverse and has a great skill set, which is cool. Yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, awesome. Um, so COVID has, you know, we, we're using this word pivot a lot and I'm trying to move away from it, but COVID has, uh, you know, has it forced your company to divert, diversify in any way to change, to pivot? <laughs> well, the COVID didn't, no. 
Yeah. Um, it, you know, it was a it was a seven week pause, if you like, to our business, but it didn't cause us, and it hasn't affected the way we do business in any way. But the situation and the future of oil and gas, of course, has meant to mean we need to diversify. Mm -hmm. So that's why we looked at pivoting, diversification, and all those other good things. Yeah. That, yeah. So we right. we know that there's a finite life within oil and gas, and if we don't do that, then TIS won't be around in the future. So. So was the plan always to expand, or did that fast track um, after your learnings from you know the pause or or you know um, learning about the industry through what happened through COVID? The, the plan was always to expand cool. and yeah. and as well as um, move into other areas that because the valve side of the business is relatively new as well, but it complements what we do. Mm -hmm. and so we just want to do things that complement our core business without trying to go way out there and into something completely new because yeah. we still want to use the team that we've got and use their skill set that can move from one area to another and geothermal where we're moving to in Taupo and trying to break into that market mm. if it's perfectly with what we do within the oil and gas so yeah, yeah. great great awesome so uh, we're considering it expanding um, you know obviously it was in the plan as we've talked about um, already which is cool what's been your go-to-market approach has there been a strategy there at all so there has working with Jamie, you know, we had a couple of plans, whether it was to merge with somebody, take over a company, uh, go into partnership and all of those things we, we talked about, we looked at, had conversations. Mm -hmm. um, but what's happened and filtered down from that is that we have decided to open up and start off small and grow organically, if you like, for right. want of a better word. It's what we've done here and we've done well. Mm -hmm. um, our reputation here is is good, but we're not so well known in Telpo yet. Mm. Yeah, yes. Keyword yet. Awesome. <laughs> Watch the space. Cool. Okay, nice. So start small and sort of scale up really naturally. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Great. Love it. That's great. So with that, obviously scaling up, um, even when you do start small, comes um, having to hire new staff. And um, yeah, I've seen some, some notes around how you guys have a really great um, culture in terms of your people um, in the company, which is really cool. Um, what's been the process or, yeah, what's been the process of finding new people in quite a specialized um, field with this growth? It's been tough, I'm not gonna lie. We, we, um, we thought we'd had a couple of people lined up already and then, this was prior to lockdown and or just after and because of the whole COVID thing they've sort of got a bit cold feet and decided to stay where they are and you can't blame them for that you know they've yeah. got a bit of security in in their current roles and mm -hmm. TIS coming um, is an unknown in that area you know recruiting in New Plymouth is easy we're a known quantity our reputation procedures some people come knocking on our door yeah wow um, but, but in Taupo, they don't, which is a shame. But saying that, you know, we've, um, this latest advertisement we've got, we've got a few good CVs come through. Awesome. So we're, we're quietly confident that we'll, we'll find somebody. Yeah, great. Um, have you guys ever, like, are you a type of company that sort of recruits people from overseas? Or is it normally, you know, people locally come knocking on your door? Like, have you been affected by that in any way or not really? 
Both. Yeah, we have. So one area of the business, the valve side, is quite specialised in it. And there's, there's very few people around. So mm. we do have somebody overseas that we are looking at and we just can't get into the country at the moment. So we'll have to wait on that one. But that's OK. That's, uh, you know, as I said to you before, we're starting slow and small. Yeah. We're not we're not just going to rush in and, and expect everything. So we've got to we, we've we've still got to win over the clients yet and um, win some work from them. So yeah. it's not like we're going to get everything straight away. We 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 can wait and we're prepared to wait and make that investment and and yeah, we're and run and not try and run before we can walk. Yeah, great. I love that. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so like I said, you have recently been awarded many awards, not just, not just one, quite a few, which is really cool. So health and safety, which I'm sure would be very important in, in what you guys are doing, uh, service excellence, large business award, and then took out the overall Supreme Business Award for 2020. Congratulations. That's really amazing. Um, how did that feel? Was that cool? <laughs> Well, it was. So we entered four categories, um, three of those you've just mentioned that we won, and then the innovation, which we um, which we didn't win, but that's okay. Yeah. We, we first entered the awards in 2016. Oh, wow. When I first yeah. started with TESS, and we just sort of put ourselves out there and just to see where we sat, got some benchmarks. And we got some commended and highly commended, but we didn't we didn't come away with a biggie. Yeah. But what we did find during that process was the feedback from the judging was really good. And awesome. and I understand from talking to the Chamber of Commerce, the, the Taranaki one is is very unique in the way it does its business awards, in which, in which case the judging panels come out and judge you as opposed to it's not just a written submission. So you you know they come to really understand your business so they come on site they come to your site or we go to them depending on the award or the category they come to us or we go to them yeah. uh, and it's like a dragon's den type um situation you know with yeah. the three of them sitting there um, grilling you on your business and and so we we got the feedback back in 2016 and we we implemented most of those probably recommendations and and i guess from that, the result of those previous four weeks, four, four weeks, four years hard work mm. proved that, that when you listen, I mean, bearing yeah. in mind back then we were probably 15 people working for us and now we're up to a team of nearly 40 as well. So wow. we, we moved from medium to large business during that four years and, and growth has been been happening all that time. So yeah, year year. Awesome. great. Yeah, and then to win the Supreme was just um, was just awesome because especially being a trades and a niche market that we're in, you know, some of those other companies out there do some amazing things and you would expect some of those to pick it up, but no, we did. Yeah, right. cool. Congrats. It's such a great achievement and yeah, yeah awesome achievement to do in your first year of, of owning the company as well. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been involved in the company? So uh, since 2016, yeah, I've been cool. involved with this. Yep. Great. Awesome. That's cool. I thought I might um, add here as well that, um, you know, I've heard that you support your local community by donating to low decile schools nearby. Um, why is giving back to the community important to you and to the company? To, to, we decided as a new ownership team, we, we sat down, one of the first things we sat down was and talked about what, what we're going to, help in the local community right. 
And we spoke about those big ones, which is the helicopter and, um, and the up at the hospice and all of those big ones that, that get, seem to get all the, all of the funding and all of the recognition. But we decided that we wanted to help some people that struggle to get funding, but, yeah. wouldn't be, but at the same time would have a great impact. And this school in particular, both my wife and um, Tom, the other owner's wife, works at. And so that's how it became known to us, really, because it was not known. Mm. And, you know, these guys, these little kids, they're all primary and they're, they're, they don't have a computer at the school. The whole school, there are five classrooms and there's no computers. Wow. And so we, we decided that we would fund a classroom, you know, so the 20-odd computers um, and set that up so that they can move it from class to class. So at least one day a week, every class will have a go on that computer. Awesome. Yeah. Most of these kids probably won't see one growing up either if they don't wow. get to experience it. Now, they probably won't have one at home, you know, because of the area that the school's in. Yeah. So really, it's, um, yeah, it's just about making a difference with these kids' lives and giving them a, a, a head a, a head start, really, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really, yeah, really cool. Good yeah. on you guys. I just think that's really cool that companies, you know, also look out to their community and go, what can we do to support? And, and in this sense, you know, help a, help a generation, which is really, really cool. So yeah, good on exactly. You. Good on you guys. Oh. Uh, thanks. Um, yeah, I thought, yeah, I just, I'm quite passionate about, you know, businesses giving back and, and, and choosing things that are, are close to them. And so it's cool to hear the connection as well um, with both of your wives being involved in the school and, and that sort of thing and, and being in the local region. So good on you guys. I think it's great. Um, last couple of questions. I'm really enjoying talking to you, actually. It's very insightful. What does the future of TIS look like? Um, at the moment, the future looks great, and I'm sure that won't change. <laughs> so, as we've mentioned, we're diversifying geographically, um, but also we're getting involved with hydrogen at the very early stages. Um, so, Taranaki went through a transition 2050 after the government uh, decided that there'll be no more future exploration permits issued for oil and gas. So, we, we went on that journey and, and those um, forums and discovered that it looks like hydrogen is going to be the future mm. and it's clean, green and all of those things. So we purchased an electrolyzer, um, the first one in Australasia and we're developing a prototype right now, uh, wow. the students downstairs building it. So we've got all the components in now. Um, we've got some funding from the Callahan project to cool. help us with it. Yep. And so this, we've got the student, as I say, he's going to do some data um, gathering from, from it and just check that all of its um, figures that you get given from the manufacturers are correct. And then, so the idea being that we can, in response to the need to look for new applications for technical expertise, you know, um, the aim is to target this hydrogen storage market. And um, so, Hiranga is um, been on the news recently with the the big truck filling stations going to be built with hydrogen, and um, there's a big hydrogen plant being built here for a balance. Awesome. But what we're looking at is those more smaller solutions um, and things that can be off grid, like 
your cell phone towers, um, water pumping stations that are out the back of beyond that run off diesel generators. And we can uh, set yeah. up a cabinet there that will run off wind and solar and generate its own hydrogen and, and then awesome. run off of hydrogen. So yeah, we're, it's, it's early stages, but we're excited to be part of that journey and, and getting on that. Awesome. Now. It's very forward thinking, you know, very future, futuristic, which I like, you know, in terms of how society, you know, and how, how that sort of environmental factor is changing a bit. It's quite yeah, cool. exactly. But once again, you know, we decided that, you know, hydrogen is, as people know, it's an explosive gas, you know, mm. if it's not controlled. And so once again, all of our skills that we use now are all transferable to hydrogen also. So yeah. It's, it's a way of future-proofing our company. Um, geothermal is going to be here, but in Taranaki region, it will be hydrogen. Uh, we believe it will be. And therefore, we can carry on um, taking on apprentices as we, we commit to taking on a school apprentice every year. Yeah, oh, so cool. we can continue doing that um, because if you knew that it was only going to be a finite life of your industry that you're in, you wouldn't be able to take on new people knowing yeah. that they wouldn't have a job further down the line. But now they do so yeah great great that's awesome it's really cool okay i think uh, nearing the end last question um 2020 has been you know a year lots of people have, have learned lots of things and we'd love to know what's been one of your biggest learnings from 2020 <laughs> expect the unexpected <laughs> nice <laughs> everyone laughs at this in question, a nutshell, I think. Right? yeah except the unexpected i like that yeah that's and cool. just be adaptable to change really because that's really well that's one thing that won't change is change so yeah it's the only constant <laughs> that's right exactly that so yeah so really expect the unexpected you know we 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 shared and celebrated the successes with our team as well i think that's right. very important because without i mean we're a service industry so without our team we're, we're nothing really yeah so yeah look awesome. after your team and just expect the unexpected yeah great learnings that's very very awesome well it's been really nice chatting to you chris and um just wanted to congratulate you again for um you know taking out those incredible awards at the um taranaki business awards and um also for just creating a, um you know being involved in and taking this business into its next steps into its future um seeing expansion and um yeah just building a great team culture and a great future for tis so good on you and um, thanks for your time. No, thanks for having me, Brian. It's been a pleasure. Thanks awesome. again.